You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. You were Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, We're team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today on the show, I want to talk about setting expectations, not just expectations, but having an understanding of what success would look like for rookies in training camp as the league sets a time frame for teams to begin practice and reopening as we look toward the 2020 NFL season, which as of now is slated to move forward. If you want it to move forward, it would really help to wear a mask. And even if you believe that the coronavirus is overblown, even if you believe that You would look dumb wearing a mask. The people who care about the numbers, who care about things like mortality rates and care about case spread and exponential growth, sports commissioners, studio executives, athletic directors, you want college sports, you want professional sports, and you want movies, shows, etc. Wear a mask, slow the spread, and let's get to a point where we have therapeutics And we have vaccines with minimal amounts of tragedy. To the football part, I also want to talk about Brett Favre's comments about Jordan Love and what the Packers could do in 2020 with Jordan Love because it's probably not what Brett Favre said. The NFL announced last week that training camp will open July 28th And we will move toward a 2020 NFL season. That means we will see new Packers on the field for the first time. We'll see the 2020 draft class on the field for the first time. And that means there will be reactions to how those players look, how they play, what they do. So how do we decide what it looks like for them to be successful because Jordan Love was taken in lieu of a receiver. And so there are going to be expectations that he looks great and that he performs right away. And there are going to be some who feel like, hey, if he is not, you know, at least reasonably in competition, if his veteran in front of him weren't Aaron Rodgers, that we would be talking about, oh yeah, he could start this year. That is not a fair expectation to have for Jordan Love, and it's not necessary. Now, if we want to set a reasonable expectation, if we want to set some caution signs, a couple things. First off, you know that he has the physical gifts. You know what those gifts look like. He has incredible arm talent. His ability to make throws from anywhere, off-platform, in the pocket, late, 
he can do that. And we're going to see that. That stuff is not a question. But Deshaun Kaiser looked impressive at times in camp. Brett Hundley looked impressive at times in camp. It's about more than just the arm talent. Is he picking up the playbook? Does he know the route adjustments? Does he know where to look with the ball early so he can get to the ball on the backside later in the play? Does he understand the checks? Does he understand the protections? Those are the things you want to see. Is he picking it up? Is he acculturating to NFL life? Is he playing at speed? Again, we know the physical tools. We know what the ability is. It's about is he able to process information quickly enough? Is he able to make effective reads? Is he able to see those underneath linebackers? Is he taking some of the lessons from his last season at Utah State and applying them in the NFL? We don't need to see him push Aaron Rodgers for the starting job. He's not going to do that. But what you want to see is that he is picking up the mental side of the game quickly because the quarterbacks in particular who do that are the quarterbacks who can eventually succeed. It's not just about, oh, the physical tools. Guys like Patrick Mahomes who you know didn't even really understand what pre-snap defense was, who didn't really even understand where the Mike linebacker was or how to call him out. Guys like Brett Favre who didn't know what a nickel defense was and could just go out there and play. Those guys are few and far between. And not to say that Jordan Love doesn't have preternatural ability physically to just go out and make plays. That's how he describes himself. He's a playmaker. But you need to have more than that in most cases to succeed. And so you want to see the signs. You want to see that even with this digital offseason, he's been in his playbook. He knows the concepts. You want to see that he knows, okay, on this play, from this formation, if the defense does this, we're going to kill this to this play. Or we're going to stay in this play because the other play is not going to be as advantageous for us. Now, the stakes are different for someone like A.J. Dillon. Because A.J. Dillon is going to be on the field. We're going to see snaps with A.J. Dillon and, and potentially impactful playing time minutes just because running back wear and tear is serious. And the Packers want to save Aaron Jones' legs. They want to save Jamal Williams' legs. They want to save the hits that those guys are taking. And so A.J. Dillon is going to have to play this season. He's going to have to play meaningful reps. How many, that's going to be up to him. But so when we try and dictate what does success look like for A.J. Dillon, first it starts with is he picking up the finer points of outside zone? Does he understand, okay, when the flow is this way defensively, here's where the cutback is. Hit it with force. Hit it with ferocity because he's a guy who plays with that force, that power, that inertia. And so he can't be tentative. You know, part of the appeal of a player like A.J. Dillon is the size, speed, strength ratio. If he's playing tentatively, he undercuts that strength. And it makes it harder to put him out there on the field. And I would say also copy-paste everything I just said about Jordan Love. He needs to know where the checks are, where the protections are, where the blitzers are coming from. He needs to know what route adjustments to make if Aaron Rodgers scrambles. He needs to know all of those little details. 
we can't hear, you know, on the third day, Aaron Rodgers lays into rookie running back because he doesn't know where to be or he misses a block or he runs the wrong way, something like that. You, you just don't want to see it because he has the physical tools. He has the physical tools. You want him to be picking up the details and the finer points. Now, we could go through this and just do the same thing for Josiah DeGuara. And it would be fair because he needs to pick up the mental side of it too, especially as a tight end. There's so much that you're trying to come in and figure out because you have to learn blocking schemes. You have to learn coverages. You have to learn route running. You have to learn the timing of the offense, all that stuff. You have to get in sync with Aaron Rodgers, all that stuff. So that part of it clearly going to be important. But the Packers didn't draft Josiah DeGuara to be a blocker. They didn't draft him to be the third or fourth tight end of this team long term or a cute little Kyle Juszczyk fullback piece. And Kyle Juszczyk is more than that. I'm, I'm downplaying a little bit his, his role and his value. What you want to see from DeGuara, we know the effort is going to be there. The blocking is going to be there eventually, if not this year. What we want to see is the physical. We want to see him split the seam and create a big play. We want to see him make a linebacker miss in the open field. We want to see him do the things that separate the blocking tight ends from the receiving tight ends. We want to see that he can do both. Because Brian Gutekunst made it seem like, okay, no, we think he is a move tight end who can block, not a blocker who can catch. So let's see it. Let's see what that looks like. Because he's not going to be called upon consistently to make plays. But you go back and look at what Jay Sternberger was asked to do last year. There are a couple times, especially later in the year, where they ran some plays out of two tight ends and even three tight end sets, and Jace is running wide open down the field. Rodgers is looking where the play is designed to go, not understanding what Sternberger is doing because that's not where the play is designed to go. But clearly, Matt LaFleur knows how to scheme open some tight ends. So in a season where if you have an injury, all of a sudden Josiah DeGuara is someone who's going to have to play, those are going to be opportunities for him. And Rodgers now understands that those plays have those elements in them that could be open if he wants to get a little cheeky. And it could be DeGuara in that spot. Those are the kinds of plays that can jumpstart a sluggish offense, or they're the kind of plays that can bury a team. You're up 14, you call that play, all of a sudden now you're up 21 and it's game over. Or you're down 10, you need a play. You go and there is Josiah DeGuara streaking down the right sideline and you have an opportunity now to claw your way back into a game. That is what he can bring. It's not going to be down to down, it's not going to be every game, it's not going to be every week. It's, it's just too much to expect a rookie to do that. But you want to see the flashes of that athletic ability, the flashes of a receiving threat, because that's what the Packers are going to need him to be in flashes this season. And then, of course, as he becomes more comfortable in the offense and in the NFL, he grows. The rest of the draft class, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. I think John Runyon Jr. can be a player eventually. And I I like some of their day three. Kamal Martin, I I think there's some intriguing talent there. I like some of the guys that they picked. 
I just don't think it's reasonable to say, okay, these guys need to come in and show something because none of them are going to play. None of them are going to play meaningful snaps this season in all likelihood. So worrying about if they're going to look good or bad in training camp, they are practice squad and and in some cases likely release players maybe return to the practice squad because of expanded rosters now. I don't think anyone should be worrying about that. It's gravy if they look good. Gravy. Looking bad or mediocre or whatever is not cause for concern because if they're having to play, something has gone terribly wrong, especially along the offensive line, and the Packers are probably in trouble. Before we get to the second part of the show, I want to remind you that the Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. Today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever and easily the best tasting protein bar on the market. Why? Well, let's start here. 100% chocolate on the outside and the inside is not the kind of grainy, gritty, chew it for 45 minutes like you're a horse protein bar that you might be used to. This is a health food that has no resemblance to the kinds of health foods you are used to, but still has that low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber profile that you're looking for. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Today's episode is also brought to you by the U.S. Army. If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place to do it than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventure across the globe, the Army is where you can make all of that happen and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world and to win. Ask yourself what's your warrior and text ALPL to 462-769 to find out. That's ALPL to 462-769. All right, I want to bring up this Brett Favre comment because I do think it's a good way to jump into uh, a tangential topic to the one we discussed at the top of the show. Brett Favre told TMZ that he wanted the Packers to get Jordan Love on the field like Taysom Hill, use him as a tight end, as a running back, halfback passes, stuff like that. Okay, let's leave aside some of the parts of this that are going to get ugly if we discuss them. So let's just leave that part aside. Clearly, Brett Favre has not watched Jordan Love play. Jordan Love is not the kind of guy that you're going to put out there. He's not Lamar Jackson and is not the kind of guy you're going to be running triple option with. You're not going to have him out there running jet sweeps and trying to make plays with his legs. He can make plays with his legs, but in the way that you know Aaron Rodgers can or Matthew Stafford can, or Patrick Mahomes can. He's a good athlete for a quarterback, not a great athlete for an NFL player. Lamar Jackson is a great athlete, just a great athlete. Cam Newton is a great athlete. Andrew Luck, Josh Allen. These guys are players who, as runners, are serious mega threats. Who can, you know, Josh Allen's best trait is his legs. It's just not what Jordan Love does best. So, why? Why waste 
his talents? And why subject him to all of the hits? It just doesn't make sense. So let's let's even leave that part of it aside. Is there a way to get Jordan Love on the field in 2020? Because we've talked about this in the past. I'd say he's going to have to play, just injury odds. Aaron Rodgers is a starting quarterback in the NFL, and starting quarterbacks in the NFL, a lot of them don't make it through the season. A lot of them need their backups to play a game here, a game there, two games, three games, four games. So chances are Jordan Love is going to play as the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers in 2020. So maybe the answer is you just do nothing. You get Jordan Love ready to play with the understanding that at some point he's going to get his shot anyway. I don't think, though, that this idea that you find a way in a in a play here or a play there just to have something in the minds of opposing defenses. You don't need a package for him. The Tyler Irvin package that Matt LaFleur unveiled in the NFC Divisional Round playoff game. That was great. And in, and more Tyler Irvin packages. You could have a Tyler Irvin package every game. Five plays. This one builds on this one, and then you've got this one, and then you've got a shot play in this one. Great. You don't need to do that with Jordan Love. You need like five total plays over the course of the season where he's on the field. And it's enough. It's enough to just have defenses think about it. And don't line him up at quarterback. Put Aaron Rodgers at quarterback and split him out. Because you put Aaron Rodgers out there at receiver, everyone knows he's not getting the ball. And I guess that's true with the Saints and Taysom Hill, too. Everyone knows that Drew Brees is not going to get a pass, and yet the cornerback walks out there anyway. So it's a numbers game at a certain point. But Matt LaFleur is the same coach who once ran the Patriots' own trick play against them in a game that they won as the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. And it is still to this day my favorite Matt LaFleur call. He is, he is willing to take some risk. He is willing to be non-traditional. And, you know, Matt LaFleur was asked about this. Can you think of some packages where you get Jordan Love on the field? He said, you know, we hadn't even thought about it. Certainly, it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers' favorite thing. But if it creates a, a second of hesitancy in a big moment, you know, the Saints went to it in a playoff game. Their offense was struggling against the Vikings. They went to Taysom Hill, and guess what? It created some big plays for them. It could be a break-in-case-of-emergency type package for the Packers. Maybe you run it the week before the 49er game just to give San Francisco a little bit something else to think about, and then you throw them out there, see how they react. Does it create that half second of hesitancy that you need to get a big play down the field? That's the ideal. You don't, you don't want Jordan Love out there running Wildcat. You don't want him out there running jet sweeps or triple option or zone reads. It's just not the thing. It, this, you know, as, as the youths say, this ain't it. It's just not. And so there are, in small ways, opportunities to get Jordan Love on the field. But above all, getting back to what we were talking about earlier, the, the deal is patience. So I know everyone wants to see him on the field. I know everyone is anxious. And I'm so excited to see him in training camp and to understand, okay, this is what the abilities are in the NFL. This is how they translate 
and it's likely that he's going to see playing time in the NFL in 2020 in a meaningful way, in, in snaps that matter. Don't expect him to be great right away. And if he doesn't play, great. You don't want him to play in 2020. You want Aaron Rodgers to play because even if Jordan Love turns out to be a good player, rookie Jordan Love with no offseason process and what could be limited training camp and a limited exhibition season is not going to be as good in 2020 as Aaron Rodgers in all likelihood, barring you know some crazy atrophy of, of Rodgers' game above you know the, the decline that we're already seeing. And it's something that, you know, obviously we're, we're taking into account here. Rodgers is not Rodgers anymore. But Jordan Love is not going to come in and win this job. So is there a way, a play here, a play there that creates an advantage for your offense? Not that's a way to see Jordan Love. Not that's a way to evaluate his abilities. You're, you're going to get that chance soon enough. But if you think there's a way that gives your team an advantage that could create an opportunity for you to score points, then that's a conversation that can be had. And speaking of conversations that may be uncomfortable to have, if you need auto parts and you're not a car person, there are few things more daunting than going to a store and trying to explain what you need, have someone behind the counter punch stuff into their computer and only order you the brand that they stock, which could be the most expensive brand possible. And if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you could be charged a different price than a professional mechanic. That's not the deal at rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more potentially for the same auto part as at a chain store? The difference really is that big at times because Rock Auto can stock it all. And they don't have different prices for the do-it-yourselfer and the professional mechanic. No login necessary, no credentials, just be a person who needs auto parts and have internet access to go to rockauto.com. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bobbles Galore, the leading bobblehead retailer in the country. They've got a huge selection of bobbleheads from all the major sports licensed with the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NFL, and that includes the Packers, Brewers, and Bucks. And right now, in limited quantities, individually numbered, only 1,500 were made. They have a triple MVP Wisconsin puzzle bobblehead that showcases Giannis Antetokounmpo, Aaron Rodgers, and Christian Yelich. This is unlike anything you have seen before. Plus, they have a Greek freak Giannis bobblehead, and an augmented reality experience to go with it via the Bobbles Galore unique AR Bobbles app. They're a super friendly chat feature on their website away from giving you all the information that you could possibly need on their products and help you pick out the perfect bobble. Bobbles Galore can also make custom bobbleheads for any occasion or event. Visit BobblesGalore.com and use the promo code Locked On to get free shipping. All right, before we finish up, I just want to touch briefly on the announcement last night that the Patriots signed Cam Newton. And of course, aside from the LOLs about the Bears who traded a fourth round pick and are paying Nick Foles 20 million in guarantees to be, you know, maybe the quarterback when they could have just waited and signed Cam Newton for a million dollars, this has potential impacts on the NFC playoff race. And you're saying, but he signed with the Patriots. How could that possibly be? Well, the Patriots play in the AFC East. 
the AFC East plays the NFC West this season. That means a Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, Cam Newton offense, assuming Cam Newton is healthy and plays, and by the way, he's better than Jared Stidham. Ask Auburn fans if Jared Stidham is better than Cam Newton, okay? Cam Newton has a chance to be really good in this offense. Even, even with some of the limitations of the players and the personnel, the Patriots are, are brilliant. It's the best coaching staff in the league. Bill Belichick is the best coach in football and has been for years. Maybe the best coach in sports full stop. They get the 49ers. They get the Seahawks. They get the Rams. They get the Cardinals. These are four teams Green Bay is going to be competing with for playoff spots, for playoff positioning, for home field advantage, for home playoff games in the first round, for first round buys. And so the difference between Jared Stidham and Cam Newton could be one loss, two loss, three losses in the NFC West that have an impact on where the Packers are seated because they're games that the Patriots probably would not have lost with Jared Stidham. And so that stuff matters. And, and not only that, you're getting a chance to see the best coach in the league play with an actual NFL quarterback against teams that you're going to have to face off with. You might be able to pull some things out of the game plan from Bill Belichick. If you have to face those teams in the playoffs, if you you know you face the 49ers, well, what did Bill Belichick do? And Cam Newton is not the same as Aaron Rodgers, but there are going to be ways that they see to attack these teams, and you can glean things. This is this is a copycat league. Everyone knows that, so you can borrow things. It's a lot easier to borrow when you're borrowing from an offense led by Cam Newton than it is from Jared Stidham, because mm, I don't think Jared Stidham is going to be particularly useful. I do also, before we go, want to mention, um, this is a story that that actually a friend sent to me last night. Um, there was a family who lost a two-year-old daughter to a rare uh, a disease that essentially went from she's okay to no longer with us in the matter of weeks. And the mom of this family is a, is a blogger and an Instagram person. And after the daughter passed, uh, Aaron Rodgers came to visit this family to support them, uh, to meet the two boys who are just old enough to understand what had happened, but, but not old enough to process it, to understand it, to have the language to, to cope with it. So we have a lot of negativity in the world. And obviously, this is a tragic story, an impossibly sad story. It's a story that hit me particularly hard as a new dad. But we hear a lot of the bad stuff that athletes are doing. I know Aaron Rodgers has a reputation among fans and in the media as you know, being a little bit prickly. This is an incredible moment and an incredibly generous offering from Aaron Rodgers, especially at this time, to go and visit a family and try and bring a little bit of hope, a little bit of sunshine into what has otherwise been an extremely cloudy, time for that family and uh, I think it's it's an example for all of us that there are little ways that that we can help the people around us and we we need to look for those ways because we can be that ray of sunshine for them especially in this time so it's a reminder uh, to me and a reminder I want to share with you to hold the people that are that are dear to you close 
and, and never pass up an opportunity to tell them that you love them. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow, four days a week this week, the last of that before training camp opens. We'll go to three days a week in the interim um, and, and still plenty to get to. I have some interviews that are going to be fun and uh, some conversations that I hope are, are uh, engaging and enlightening and, and hopefully lighthearted um, as, we, as we head toward training camp. So a lot more to get to here before the season opens and fingers crossed that it does. So wear a mask. Help everybody by wearing a mask. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.